Hey everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to seven, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I always like to give that little intro in case anyone new is listening. So if you are new, welcome. Thank you for being here. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for being here as well. I know there are a lot of places you could be right now and you chose to spend this time with me and I'm honored. Thank you for that. For those of you who have been listening, you'll notice that I've been changing things up recently and reducing the podcast down to somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes. Um, I just feel like um, we can actually really cover a fair amount of uh, information or um, mentoring that would give you plenty to chew on. So we, I decided to go ahead and reduce these. And it's been really fun for me because it feels more like a conversation and um, less overwhelming for me as well. So thank you for being here with me. Um, If you've been listening recently, I've been doing a lot of mentoring type podcasts, and this is another one of those. Today, I'm going to be talking about marriage again. You know, I think I've talked about marriage three times over the last several weeks, which um, compared to the previous Um, 200 podcasts. I've only touched on it a few times, but because of recent events in my own life, it's really been at the forefront of my mind. And I feel like as a mentoring mom, when God is sort of putting the magnifying glass on something and uh, bringing biblical principles back to mind, that it's my responsibility to share that with you because that's what mentoring moms do, right? I mentioned in a, a recent podcast that I have learned a lot over all of these years of being a wife and a mom as the kids were growing up. And now most of the kids are grown and out of the house. And what I found recently is I'm having to learn those same principles that I've learned over those decades. Um, I'm having to apply those principles to a new season. So God has been reminding me of uh, many things. And most recently, the value of my husband and the value of serving him, the value of loving him, the value of even still having him after 31 years. You know, I can honestly say our marriage is not stale. It's great. And we we were going through, um, I would say, a, a period where I think my heart was disordered. It, you know, I heard recently that Anxiety is basically a disordered heart. And I've struggled with anxiety, you know, really my whole life. But the last four years have been specifically, particularly difficult. And uh, I, I talked about that in another podcast. And recently, the Lord has just been shining the light on some really, um, just really helpful principles when it comes to marriage and family. So today I'm going to focus on marriage. But It's going to be, it may be a little difficult for some of you to swallow, um, especially if you haven't heard a lot of biblical teaching on marriage. And, you know, I really don't know for sure where each of you are when it comes to a knowledge of of biblical marriage. But um, there are some basics that I like to share because that's really a great place to start. And those of us who 
kind of know this, know these basics, it's always great to be reminded again. And that's what the Lord has shown me recently. So before I dive in, I just want to encourage you really quickly to subscribe to my website because I've got a new book coming out in June, The 4-Hour School Day. And if you're um, a subscriber, you'll receive all the um, information first, all the bonuses and incentives and all of that. Um, I would love for you to join that community. So just go to DorendaWilson.com. And if you've never checked out The Unhurried Homeschooler, that's a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling that you can find at my website as well. So let's dive into this topic because, you know, I'm shooting for, you know, 15 to 20 minutes and uh, I've got some good stuff here. So I wanted to share with you, first of all, um, a, a passage of scripture, 2 Corinthians 11, 3. Uh, Paul was exhorting uh, the Corinthian church, and he says, But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's, serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Now, I find it interesting that he's pointing out that Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning. And if you go to uh, 1 Timothy 2.14, it states clearly that Adam was not the one deceived, Eve was. And I don't think it's a big leap to um, draw a conclusion from that, that it's quite possible that women can be more easily led astray. Now, all the while we have good intentions, but we by nature, can be more easily led astray. Now, I don't really like to hear that, but I can vouch for the fact that it's true. I, I think I'm a pretty discerning person, but I have totally missed some things. We had a situation recently where um, my husband was having a very adverse reaction to a, a, a certain situation he was getting really, really uncomfortable. And I hadn't seen him get that sort of wiggly and uncomfortable and actually have to leave for literally over a decade. So this isn't something he does all the time. So when it happens, I pay attention to it because what I have learned over the years is my husband has a level of discernment, specifically in certain scenarios that I don't have. Now, there are other things that, you know, um, when it comes to you know personal relationships and stuff, I he allows me to uh, he he actually invites me. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it sound like that, but he he invites me to um, to to contribute because he knows that he's not uh, he can miss some things. Okay, so that's a wise husband there, right? He understands he's got his weaknesses and he draws from my strengths and vice versa. But the point here is that he was getting really uncomfortable and i have learned over the years to respect that and to even though i don't understand i didn't really fully understand what what his problem was and i didn't have the same feeling or response in the same situation but i have learned that he has a sense and a discernment that i don't have sometimes and i pay attention to that and so i just tried to encourage him and i just said hey listen if that's what you're feeling you need to pay attention to that and you know pray about it ask the lord what you need to do about it and he did all of that and it was really good but it was just such a reminder to me of how I 
can so easily be deceived because I was in the exact same situation and I wasn't sensing really any of what he what was sensing. Now, fast forward, um, I woke up in the middle of the night last the, that night after all of that happened and it became much clearer to me that what he was saying was true. So uh, my point in saying all of this is that God has given us our husbands as a covering and a protection. I will also say that in the past, he is my husband has saved us from so many situations where I would have gotten caught up in legalism. But that man can sniff legalism a mile away. And so because I understood the biblical roles, I knew before I made a decision about getting involved in this group or be participating in some of their uh, ideas that I needed to talk to him first because that was biblically correct. That's I knew that was the right thing to do. I'm telling you, I am so glad I did. I went to him and I said, "Here's the here's the situation." Um, this is, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking this might be good. And, you know, I, I see this and this, and he looked at me and he would say, I hear what you're saying, but no, no, this is not a good situation and we need to stay away from it. And you know what? The truth came out eventually that he was absolutely spot on. So I think it's really important for us as women to be humble, not to clutch and to hang on to feminism and what the world is calling um, femininity because it is it is not femininity. Who gets to determine what feminine is? The creator gets to determine it, right? He determines what is feminine and what is not. So we're going to shove aside what the world has to say and we're going to focus on what God has to say. And he says here in the scriptures that this might be a weakness for us, that this is a weakness for us, that we can be more easily deceived. Does it ever occur to you that there was a reason that the serpent went to Eve first and he didn't bother going to Adam? Now, Adam had his own set of sins in that scenario. I'm, I'm not going to you know, pretend that he, he wasn't sinful as well, but, but think about that. I believe that uh, that was intentional because he knew that 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 she could be more easily deceived, okay? So this is one of the reasons that God has ordained the man to be the head of the home. He is our covering. And you know, it's interesting because as we live into that, regardless of whether, you know, maybe we don't even fully trust our husbands. We're not sure. Like if we haven't really lived into that, up to this point, it could feel like a leap of faith, but I want to remind you that that leap of faith is faith in God, not in your husband. Faith in God who is powerful and sovereign and able to speak to your husband because, and direct your husband, because it is his God-given role. It is the role that God has given him, and because it is God-ordained, um, it supersedes it can supersede common sense sometimes, okay? So let me give you an example. Um, sometimes we think that if we're gonna go talk to our husbands about something, for instance, in the past, I would be frustrated with homeschooling and I didn't really wanna talk to anybody else about it because, you know, sometimes families who don't have as many kids, um, you know, the moms aren't, they, they can't quite relate to the the numbers and the sheer um overwhelmed that can come with homeschooling eight kids and and you talk to 
another mom and you those moms don't know your children like you do and they don't know your children like your husband does. So I would go to my husband. Now, even though he wasn't involved in the day-to-day details and the ins and the outs and he didn't know every detail that went into every child's education, I went to him anyway. Really because I thought, well, he seems like the best person to go to because he knows the kids better than anybody. And then I would be reminded and also he is my covering and he is the head of the house, the home. So why wouldn't I go to him? So I would go to him and I would I would first pray, Lord, give him wisdom beyond his own knowledge or understanding. So when I go and ask him these questions, would you just give him wisdom? So I would go to him and I would ask him these questions and I was amazed at the answers. They were answers that he couldn't have come up with just simply based on the knowledge that he had because his knowledge was too limited. But God is so faithful. He is faithful when we live into these biblical roles. And I had the same thing happen recently when God was bringing uh, my priorities back into alignment again because um, they were out of order. And I share this in another podcast that he has just refreshed and renewed my desire and my love and uh, for my family and my home and my husband to be a priority. Because when you move into this next season of life, when most of the kids are grown, and then God gives you a ministry on the side, it can e- be- become easy for the ministry to become front and center, especially when you're writing a book and doing all the stuff that goes along with publishing. It can all of a sudden become the focus. And I had lost my way and sort of lost my footing. And I was just crying out to the Lord in my anxiety saying, Lord, order my heart. My heart is out of order. And he is so faithful. First thing he did was bring my home and my husband and my children back into the focus, back to front and center. So he's he's renewed my um, my heart for in continuing to invest in our children, even as adults. That doesn't mean I'm up in their business or, you know, it's not the same. It's a new season. And I shared this in another podcast where I've learned so many wonderful principles as we raise the kids. And now I'm having to go back to the Lord and ask him how to apply these principles in the new season. So I, I, I pray God show us how to make the best investment into our kids as they were home and we're homeschooling. Now I'm saying, Lord, how do we make the best investment into our kids um, as adults and as grandparents? How do we invest in them? And, and my marriage, how do I best invest in my marriage in this season of life? So um, so I feel like you and I are walking alongside of each other, uh, learning the same principles, but I'm just learning them in a new scenario. So as I'm being refreshed, I'm sharing those with you. Um, so anyway, I went to my husband and I said, hey, listen, I don't, I, I can see now that my, my calling as a wife and a mom and a homemaker, that has to be first. Um, but here's all this other stuff over here. I'm not sure what to do with it. I've got this and this. And he's like, well, which part of this is stressing you out the most? This, this, or this? And I tell him. And and he just would pour out this wisdom to me that I so needed to hear. And all of a sudden, I started to see how doable things were after having been overwhelmed literally for months and months and months. So just simply having my heart reoriented to God's biblical principles of family and home and husband 
has just been a game changer. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have allowed other things to come in and distract you from that intention and from that focus, I just want to just, I implore you to not allow the enemy to get a foothold with that because that's what he is trying to do. He is cunning and he is crafty and he is always working to lead us astray from our sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And a big part of our devotion to Christ involves serving our families. Yes, it gets old. Yes, we get weary. Yes, we get burnt out. But what does God say? He said, he talks about, um, he talks about those getting weary in Isaiah. Um, even young men stumble and fall. And, um, and those who, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Live into the beautiful, safe, um, secure place that biblical roles give us. Remember, your husband is there as a covering. He is your protection. Remind him of that. Men love that. They love it. They feel respected when we tell them that. And thank them for it. And as we do that, it just starts this wonderful domino effect of honor and respect to our husbands, which the Bible also talks about. You notice it says, husbands love your wives and wives respect your husbands because God knew that it would be easier for us to love them than necessarily show the respect and speak the respect that they need and want so much. Um, Because men need, typically, they desire respect more than love and women desire love more than respect. And so God gives the command to the men to love their wives because he knew they may respect them, but they might not show the love that the woman needs. And so these are all things, conversations we can have with our husbands, but um, today I just want to talk about our role and our responsibility. It's so easy to point out uh, the negative in our husbands and the things that we wish were different, but I think if we focus on our roles, our God-given roles, and lean into them, God will work in the hearts of our husbands. Um, so let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your reminder today about the gift of marriage and specifically the gift of the biblical role of marriage that you have ordained. Father, continue to teach us, enlighten us. Lord, open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to embrace and to walk in obedience to what you've told us. God, we can't do it without your help. Holy Spirit, we need your help to apply these principles. And so I just pray that you would help us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.